the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know what you're trying to say, baby. You're trying to say, oh, yeah, it's business time. I'm Ron Black, talking all things financial. Joining me now, Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist with Briefing.com. How are you today, Mr. Rosen? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Um, The housing numbers that we saw out today, it was something that I think uh, should have helped the market, the existing home sales report for March. Um, What did we get from those numbers? I mean, sales beat expectations, and I think that's the the key. If you've looked at uh, economic releases going back the last couple months, just about everything has come in below expectations. So the fact that we had a a nice positive surprise, uh, I think, helped at least the feeling that things are getting getting improving, things are getting better. Uh, The numbers themselves were pretty strong comparably, and these are relative comparisons, it was the best sales number since September. We saw a down move in investor demand and upward move in first-time home buyers. So the trend is getting back to a more normal uh, selling environment. And since this is March numbers and the real big selling season starts uh, you know, in the next couple months in April, May, and June, so the fact that Things are improving. Things are looking good. That gives you a little bit of hope that uh, we're going to get some nicer numbers going forward. Uh, there's still the same problems that we've seen. Uh, prices are moving up too fast. We're having uh, low supply constraints, which make it more difficult to have a real nice acceleration in uh, in home sales. But Overall, I think that the fact that we had a positive surprise in a number that is economically meaningful is really the key here, considering we haven't seen that uh, you know, or experienced that you know, in the last few weeks at least, probably a few months uh, you know, at best. I tend to say, Dr. Jeff, that there's no right answers in economics, just compromises. And my knowledge of economics is one, one millionth of yours. So when I see a number on the housing starts that look, or the housing numbers look really good, prices going up, as a homeowner, I go, winner. But as a renter, I go, loser. And that comes into the, there's no right answers. Am I on to something with right answers, or do you disagree with that? I mean, you're right. I mean, there's always a winner and a loser in, in economics. And the question is, how many more winners than losers do you have? You know, if in the aggregate the winners are majority, that's good. If in the aggregate the losers are the majority, that's bad. And in this case, you, know, you really don't know. I mean, the, the, the fact is the market itself is not functioning as a normal market. I mean, normally we have 40% uh, sales come from first-time home buyers. Right now it's 30%. 
normally you have uh, new homes, uh, sorry, you have existing home supplies, inventories of around 6 million. Right now we have, you know, or six, sorry, not 6 million, six months. Right now we have uh, a little more than four and a half months supply. So there are constraints that are going to prevent, you know, strong growth. As a homeowner that's not looking to sell, you know, that might be a good thing. You know, if you're trying, if you're looking at the fact that your prices are going up and maybe uh, you could take some money out of the house and, and buy some stuff that you wanted to buy or invest more in your home because the home's worth more so you can get a, a second loan on your house, you know, maybe that's a good thing for you. you know, in the overall stream of things, you know, I, I don't really know in this case. You know, it, it's nice that we had a positive surprise. You know, that's what I think uh, I would I would hang your hat on. The fact that things looked a little bit better than we've seen. The fact that this was probably the best sales report we've gotten in at least 12 months, probably a little bit more than that, is really what we should be focusing on. Okay, I can go with that, work with that per se. Um, Fed rate decision. <clears throat> your compatriot at the briefing. Uh, who does the morning uh, page one, Patrick O'Hare, he mentioned something like, some days it looks like the Fed's going to raise rates and that's a good day. Some days it looks like the Fed's going to raise rates and it's gonna, that creates a bad day on the market. Uh, stripping the market out of it, when do you think the Fed should raise rates? Is there a right answer here? I mean, the right answer, in my opinion, is the Fed waits for as long as it, what the Fed's mandate is. You know, we're expecting 2% inflation. We're expecting uh, full employment. If you look at where we're at today, you know, the unemployment rate looks good. I would argue that the unemployment rate is biased, and a more true representation of the unemployment rate is you know, at least a few percentage points higher. So we're talking instead of 5.5%, maybe it's 7.5%, maybe it's 8%. You know, is that a market that is overheating? Is that an unemployment rate that we're willing to bet that wage growth can can occur at? And I would argue no. I would still say that employers are the, in the aggregate, employers have more control over wages than employees, meaning that you know, an employee who wants to leave for another job is not likely to find a job that is significantly higher paying. And if we look at where our inflation is, especially if we, even if we wipe out energy, we're still coming in well below what the Fed's target is. So why would we raise rates when raising rates would only add to unemployment woes and only cause a more uh, downward move in inflation growth? And I, I don't see a reason for that. I mean, if you talk to other economists, maybe you get a different answer, but I'm in the camp of... Uh, you know, Larry Summers and Paul Krugman and, and that type of respect where, you know, right now there's no reason for a rate hike. And there's there's no signs of overheating and there's no signs of, you know, inflation coming on in the next few months. There's no signs of a vast improvement in jobs. So why are we talking uh, a rate hike? You know, there, there's nothing in it that, that to me, signals that we should do it. You know, and, and the fact is, you know, and I've been saying this on your program for quite a while, the money, the market, the, the monetary policy situation, we know for, for, with evidence, with strong evidence, how to counter inflationary pressures. What we don't have is good uh, tools to fight deflationary pressures. And when you have inflation coming in below target and you raise rates 
before it's economically necessary, you have a better chance of being pushed into a deflationary environment. And what we're seeing from Japan, what we're seeing from uh, from Europe, what we're seeing from Sweden is that raising rates too early causes much more headaches. You know, the fact is, if inflation accelerates beyond what we want it to be, you know, if inflation growth tops 2% and goes to 3%, goes to 4% even, the Fed knows how to maintain, you know, how, how to fix that, how to get it back to where we want it to be. The Fed can't fix a zero inflation rate or a negative inflation rate. And I would be more happy to have to deal with the consequences of too high inflation than try to deal with the consequences of too low inflation. Changing topics, just to get your perspective on this. I'm speaking with Dr. Jeff Rose, Chief Economist, Briefing.com. Asian countries have borrowed an enormous amount of money <clears throat> during their financial crisis and the financial stagnation period of the global economy. The U.S. has a lot of debt. Uh, Europe has created more and more debt, and you can see it you know, in a very bullet shot into Greece just alone. Um, when does this debt catch up to us? Does it ever catch up to us? Is it a, if you service it, everything will be okay? Or is it going to be a problem in my lifetime or your kid's lifetime? Or when do you think the debt issue worldwide hits? Yeah, I'm not too concerned right now. And a lot of it, okay. like, let's stick to the U.S. You know, debt. I mean, the fact is, when, when you, the way the banks are structured today, they're required to hold more you know, quote, safe assets. So we're going to have, you know, more holdings of treasuries going forward. So I'm not too concerned that we're going to lose out on that. And if you look at what the interest rates are on the debt, it's fairly low. I mean, really, really low. And if you look at what expected inflation is, you know, real uh, expected interest rates right now are negative in the U.S. And, you know, at that point, you know, it's not a big deal. I mean, the fact is servicing the debt and, and getting what, the, what we need out of the debt is okay. You know, I'd be more concerned with, uh, you know, a situation where interest rates were rising, but I don't see that happening right now, and, and I'm hoping the Fed keeps things, you know, more under control. So, I, you know, at this point, we're talking decades out, you know, to have any type of crisis, in, at least in the U.S., sector uh, with the way the debt is structured. So I'm not too concerned. How about things like Social Security, the entitlement programs, Medicaid? Will that become a an anvil around our children's neck, or do you think we, we tinker with the formula a little bit and we continue to slide out of it? I mean, it all depends on you know what politicians are willing to do. You know, right now, politicians understand that you know, the older you are, the more likely you are to vote. And tinkering with Social Security and Medicare is not a political, politically feasible idea. It's not going to get done. I mean, if you look at, uh, you know, my, my wonderful state of Illinois and, and the pension crisis that we have here, that, you know, no one wants to fund it because no one wants to raise the taxes that are necessary to fund it. Now, no one wants to change the pensions. No one wants to change Social Security. No one wants to change the uh, you know Medicare uh, requirements because those are the people that vote you in. So until someone is willing to say, "Hey, you know, I'm willing to take the political you know rushback on it," it, it makes it more difficult. You know? And right now, you know, the fact is, you can't be constrained by just cutting spending. You need to raise rates, or sorry, raise taxes, and you know 
pretty much across the, the spectrum to, to get everything back into balance, but no one's willing to do that. So, you know, is it going to be an anvil around our children's necks? Probably. Is that a good thing? No. But that's just life. That's Dr. Jeff Rosen. He's a Ph.D. doctor with Briefing.com, economist, chief economist. You can find out more about Briefing at Briefing.com, a good resource for investors. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 